Hello everyone, I'm Pira Nada. This is Campaign Convos and ito yung first episode ng Campaign Convos in the month of March. And we know that March is Women's Month, so we thought to cap off, to begin the month with this topic, no? Assessing the candidacies of two candidates who are women, si uh, Vice President Lenny Robredo and also Davao City Mayor Sara Duterte. And of course, we know that these two women are the sole women in their respective races. For VP Lenny, siya lang ang nag-iisang babae in a race that includes 10 candidates, right? And sa VP race naman, out of the nine, only Sara Duterte is a woman. So, and if we even go to the senatorial race, napaka-minority na mga kababaihan because only 7 out of 64 senatorial candidates are women. So we think it's very timely and important to discuss, right, like how women politicians are perceived by voters and whether or not this identity of being a woman shapes their candidacies. And so with me to talk about this are two reporters covering these two candidates. So uh, magpapakilala tayo ngayon. Hi guys, I, I'm Mara Cepeda. I cover uh, the campaign of VP Lanier Bredo and her running mate, Senator Kiko Pangilinan. Hi, I'm Bea Kupin. I cover Sana Duterte and her vice presidential candidacy. Okay, so I'm gonna moderate this discussion. Pero I sinabi mo kay Bea kanina, no? Parang funny thing is we actually all like kind of covered these candidates because in 2019, kinover ko si Sarah Duterte when I covered the H&P hupo ng pababago state. And then si Bea covered Lenny Robredo when she ran for vice president in 2016. So, so my first question to, to our two reporters here, um, yung pagiging babae ba ng nina Lenny Robredo and Sarah Duterte, how do you think this has been influencing or affecting their candidacies? For Lenny, it pretty much dictates a lot of how her campaign is being run precisely because the past six years, a lot of the disinformation networks targeting her, in a way, I think they be, they, kumaga parang they, they were feeding on the negative connotations uh, of VP Lenny as a woman. The focus groups, focus group discussions of the campaign team show that the major perceptions of those who do not want to vote for VP Lenny for president is that one she's a woman so she's a weak leader and that is related then to the other main criticism that kudalang siya ng kuda wala naman siyang nagawa so the typical thing that us women have to deal with na dami-dami niyo namang sinasabi pero wala namang laman and it's something that i'm sure a lot of women here can relate to um, and I think that's also why she, even if she has a very good track record, um, it delivers, may, may, may resibo nga, ika nga, hindi pa rin niya nakakapture yung imagination ng Filipino voter. Precisely because she has yung, itong mga very gendered narratives against VP Lenny, it's being perpetuated by the disinformation networks against her online. And so I have been noticing since she declared her candidacy that there is an effort on the part of the campaign team to portray VP Lenny as a strong female leader. And she has been doing this many, many times already in many interviews and many debates. Pero, one, for, pero in terms of visual, nagawa din nila yan. So whenever she would have her regular briefings with the military or the police, talagang the team would really go out of their way na magpadala talaga ng mga photos kahit mag-aalas, mag-11 o'clock na ng gabi. And very deliberate yung mga angulo na VP Lenny Robredo, parang ala commander-in-chief, na um, sinasaluduhan siya ng mga uniform officers, kausap siya ng mga general. And these are all aimed to help um, counter that narrative that uh, she's weak. Yung kay Sarah naman, I think 
and I and I shared this observation with some of the other reporters earlier today. No, na parang she doesn't really like being a woman isn't front and center of her campaign. Not to say na parang in denial she or hindi niya, pero parang hindi siya hindi siya overt na message na I am a mother because she is. I am a woman, but it's not the center narrative. And, and to me, part of that maybe is also because her image is that of a very tough person, not even a tough woman. Parang tough person. Parang kung maalala nyo, di ba, parang ginamit ko rin tong lead uh, on the profile of Sarah na her first introduction to the national scene was nung nanuntok siya ng, ng ano, ng, what you call this, ng sheriff uh, sa Davao City. So parang, in a way, I guess that set the tone for how people perceive Sarah Duterte. And also, parang, and the, and the number support list, di ba, na a lot, most of those who are who approve of President Duterte also tend to lean towards voting for Sarah Duterte. So, in my head, in a lot of ways, people perceive her as a Duterte first, a woman second, or parang hindi na nga important yun. Parang at the end of the day, she is the daughter of Rodrigo Duterte. And, and that bears with it so much weight both good and bad siguro depending on who the voter is. And I think Mara has some like insights also on the perception of the yes. female leaders yeah, in the Philippines. Ahead. Yeah, so a couple of weeks ago I spoke to um political science professor Jean Encinas Franco and in the podcast version of this papa she share namin sa inyo yung interview namin. Um, and then she, I asked her kasi bakit ba iba yung perception ng tao sa pagkababae ni Lenny Robredo at ni, ni Sara Duterte. And, you know, she she explained it very well. Tayo kasing mga Pilipino, very masculine pa rin sadly. Yung tingin natin sa kung kung ano yung perception natin as a people ah cuz i don't i don't share this perception <laughs> <Neither obviously>. do I. <laughs> <laughs> and i don't think Pia does either pero in general ang mga Pilipino ang tingin nila masculine ang malakas maskulado brusco yun ang malakas para sa Pilipino at yun yung nagre-reflect ngayon sa sa mga sa mga survey sa mga botante si si Sara Duterte kasi di ba apart from knowing her as the daughter of the president na very foul-mouthed tough talking we, as Bea said, I know Sarah Duterte as that mayor from Davao who punched a sheriff, right? And went viral for that. So, tingin talaga sa, kanan, sa kanya ng tao, talagang tough. Parang tough, alaka, kalye, kanto t- type of tough. Very different from the quiet strength of VP Lenny. Very feminine. And it's very sad to say people tuloy consider this as weakness. Even if yung mga nanay natin sobrang lakas sa pag-support sa atin in all aspects of our life, mm. emotionally, di ba? Yeah. Mentally. Pero hindi yun, hindi yun nare-relate in terms of leadership qualities sa mga voters. As compared, and then uh, Professor Franco also said that uh, kaya rin iba yung tingin ng tao or this is or that's why the likes of Gloria Macapagal Arroyo and the late Miriam Defensor Santiago didn't have to deal with this kind of weakness criticism. It's because they're very feisty, mataray, matapang, and they're known to be like that. Uh, they, it, it, parang perception is parang they'll bite, right? Um, susungitan ka talaga. Parang firebrand ka dapat. Yes, very different from BP Lenny. Meron siyang mga ano eh, meron siyang mga magagandang soundbite lalo na if it's related to Marcos Jr. for example, pero yeah. hindi pa rin siya yung tipong tatakpan niya yung tenga niya during a Senate hearing. You know what I mean? Or yung maninigaw siya ng staff. Hindi kasi siya ganoon. And unfortunately, people people tuloy see her as as weak or too soft or too feminine, which is, you know, I think is is not is not very not very accurate at all. Mm-hmm. Pero parang greater ano rin siya, no? Eh, sorry. 
Pero pero parang it's, it's a greater it's a greater like the double the double standard in in Philippine society mm-hmm. in general where one type of femininity is inferior to another. Parang ang, ang, it's yeah. so strange. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and and I'm just bringing this up because like I hear a lot of people saying, "Oh, parang we're such a matriarchal society. You know, like we value our women. We see mothers as as like the strong people in the family." Pero parang the the like be just based on um yung yung reading on why Lani Robredo, the vice president, is perceived that way. Parang I can't help but think mm-hmm. na we see them as strong, but we see women and mothers as strong, but only hanggang dito ka lang strong? Or I, I don't know, like, ganun ba yun? Interesting, right? Kasi one of the people who espoused those wrong beliefs is President Duterte himself. And ito yung yeah. ambag ko sa conversation ito kasi I cover President Duterte. <laughs> but may time talaga, di ba? May sinabi pa siya na a woman cannot be president because hindi raw niya kaya yung dumi ng politics. And, you know, a lot of people read this as kind of a warning or maybe a factor in why at first Duterte didn't want his daughter Sarah to run. Kasi mm-hmm. parang ayaw niya na ma-expose siya masyado sa dirt on the level of national politics that the president, you know, naturally faces. So, parang, syempre, yung subtext dyan is, dahil babae ka, hindi ka dapat maging presidente, and that goes for you, Sarah. You may be a strong woman, but you're my daughter. I want to protect you. So, again, this parang kind of macho cult na I have to protect the women in the family, even if, I mean, parang, kind of, kind of downplaying their competence and saying that mm. uh, hindi kaya sumabak sa dumi or play politics sa mga babae. And obviously, this is wrong and erroneous, but it does... You know, like it ha- it holds sway with a lot of voters. Maybe not even yeah. uh, consciously, but sadly, the banan dun siya. Because even me, when I ask um, some male uh, colleagues or voters, na parang abat ay nyo sila niyo brado, kasi babae parang bahat ganon. Why do we still hold on to this, knowing that, de ba? We've had two w- female presidents in our history, yes. de ba? Unlike a lot of countries na wala pa sa female president ever. Tayo meron eh. So so pa pahat ganon to, but ay nakahagan ito. Tingin ko ingrained kasi yan sa atin growing up. I mean, kahit in day-to-day conversations, may mga babae pa rin ngayon na pag may banggaan, kahit babae magsabi, ay kasi babae yung driver. And you say it so casually, but then you realize, para internalize na yung misogyny mo kasi doon ka pinalaki. So I think, ang hirap labanan nito kasi pagpapalaki to sa'yo, hindi lang nung magulang mo directly, but the kind of society that you live in. In terms of double standards, for example, in the Ukraine-Russia conflict, talimbawa, for a couple of days already, nagbabiral yung sagot ni VP Lenny when um, she was asked, um, I think DZRH interview ba ito, about what she would do regarding the escalating tensions between Ukraine and Russia. And at the time, hindi pa nag invade ang, ang Russia. It's really just parang tensions pa lang. And her, fo- and her answer really was more focused on, okay, we have to uh, protect the rights so uh, protect the the Filipinos who are currently in Ukraine and number two she then praised Ukraine for you know using its relationships its allies alliances with other nations to stand up to a superpower like Russia and then a uh, couple of you know weeks later Russia did invade Ukraine pero ang spin ng mga troll uh, hindi marunong si Lenny Robredo maghandle ng war kasi tina mo ito yung sagot niya eh, yung Russia nasa Ukraine. So, it's really, diba, taken out of context. Different time frame. But when it was Ferdinand Marcos Jr. who refused to take a stand, when Russia was already invading Ukraine, nobody had a problem with it. Why? Because a man said it. If Lenny had said it, people will be like, ah, mahina ka, hindi ka marunong makipaglaban. But because Ferdinand Marcos Jr. is a man, nobody had a problem with him staying out, staying out of that um, international issue. Ba? 
very very but, um, you know, I scratch my head about it. Pero ano nga siya, it's, it's little things that build up. Mm. It's like little microaggressions na parang but but also to add lang pala to Sara Duterte mm. like even before um kahit na kahit na si, si isang Sara Duterte siya ha, kahit na you know she carries with her the Duterte brand na talagang tough masculine right like parang um sometimes politically incorrect pero papanigan pa rin ng tao parang she has spoken before parang it's it's an mm. old very old rappler profile i think sila Patricia Evangelista yeah. shot it a year or so or months after the punching incident nga in Davao City. And she did, I think, if I recall correctly, she did talk about yung pagmamaliit sa kanya na babae ka lang, uh, bata ka pa. So may ganun din naman, kahit si Sarah Duterte, hindi siguro siya, hindi rin siya, kumbaga, except sa internalized misogyny na yan, both overt and subtle. But, you know, but I guess years down the line, um, na-refine na rin siguro yung image niya. Like, syempre, nung time na yun, she was, what, 30 in her early 30s. Oh my God, kaedad lang natin halos ngayon. <laughs> she was in her early 30s. Um, marami na siya pinagdaanan, di ba? Um, like, like, Bia said, like, she's also campaigned in 2019 for a national slate. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's so strange. It's strange to me talaga how a country that parang boasts of being so progressive when it comes to women is actually kind of very backwards. Uh mm-hmm. say representation in not just elected posts in, in government, but like even in the judiciary. Diba kung makita mo yung picture ng Supreme Court, parang it's mostly men, obviously. So, yeah. I remember rin, nung time na sinabi nga ni Duterte na a woman can be president, actually, minessage ko si Sarah Duterte about it before. And she even replied by saying that she doesn't agree with her father, but she respects her, his views now. Parang hindi niya nalang counter or hindi na yeah. lang niya, I mean, parang, he said what he said. I don't agree, yeah. but he said what he said. So, parang, there is really a kind of like a, a little bit of a criticism there, but still yeah. kind of soft, right? Like, I mean, if you yeah. were a woman, maybe if you weren't the daughter of the person who said that, you would really go all out yeah. and say, that's misogyny. <laughs> that's wrong. That's just on so many levels. But yeah, she doesn't really play the woman card so up front and center. And maybe, mm-hmm. I think, is it working for her, do you think? Or is something else working for her? I mean, if the numbers are an indication, it's super working for her. <laughs> Pero hindi mo rin kasi maano, hindi siya ma, yung ma-isolate na yun lang. Kasi mm-hmm. syempre, isa siyang Duterte. Maulit-ulit ako, pero isa siyang Duterte, right? May may previous studies na parang kumbaga sa top three endorsers for um 2022. 20, like, she's in the top three. Like, she's that lakas as a brand of her own, plus you have the Duterte, Rodrigo Duterte brand. So, um, isa rin yun. Pero parang just to add also to the femininity of, of Sarah, or the, the the kind of woman that Sarah Duterte is, parang, I don't think this is deliberate. I think it's, this is also a matter of, ganun lang talaga yung personality niya. Kunwari yung ano, mahal, mahalin natin ang Pilipinas caravan ride. Di ba sobrang macho, tough nung images yeah. of her in her bike initially. But right. eventually, mm-hmm. She moved to a vehicle, but not just any vehicle. It was an armored vehicle. Like, diba parang, it was almost comical to look at, but like, parang, kung, kung, kahit ako, napaisipin ako, parang, estigtig na ng image, diba na, of yeah. Sarah Duterte, like, going around the country in an armored vehicle of all things. Like, it was the most, it was, it was both the most random thing and both a very expected thing for one Sarah Duterte na, okay, right. armored vehicle. Uh, hindi lang basta-bastang sakyan yung bit-bit mo habang umiikot ka ng Pilipinas. And let's not forget, isa sa mga first policy pronouncements niya as a vice presidential candidate is yung mandatory military service. So talagang parang, 
military, like let's go armed confrontation, yeah. etc. And I also remember, no, covering her when she goes around with President Duterte, she shows her tattoos. As in, she wants to project an image that, na, I mean, you know, tattoos, right? Like, there's we have there's a cultural connotation around women with tattoos, like it or not, meron talaga. And you know, parang the fact that she wears them with pride doesn't hide them. It also says something about the kind of branding she wants to project. I think. discussion about how 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 sexist the Philippines can be, how misogynistic mm. it can be. But, for VP lang. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go, go Pia. Okay, yung naisip ko lang pa ng this whole connotation between military, like, you know, action, commander-in-chief, kaya ba babae. I remember ng 2016 debates, didn't Rodrigo Duterte ask Grace Poe, the only female candidate then for president, kung anong gagawin mo if ma-invade ng China yung West Philippine Sea? And didn't Grace Poe receive so much flack for saying, babangon ako? Naan So parang... I think it was a very calculated move on Duterte's part yeah. back then to kind of yeah. catch Grace Poe off guard with a question about the military action, decisiveness. Because yeah. maybe riding on this like thinking that women can't be decisive or can't command during a crisis or a war situation. But you were saying, Mara. About... Sorry, go ahead. Ikaw muna, Mara. No, sa akin kasi parang, I don't think VP Lenny should change her image either because that would that would hurt her even more kasi yeah. hindi siya yun hindi hindi siya macho type diba parang lalo lang she's just going to go off brand and off message if she tries to project something that she isn't and so one of her usual messages ngayon pagka may interviews is that you know an iron fist doesn't can't cannot trump the courage of a mother and dun yun yung yun yung uh, dun yun, yun yung nagshi-shape sa campaign ni Lenny Robredo ngayon na siya ay isang nanay, asawa, naging biuda at lahat nung paghihirap na pinagdaanan niya sa buhay niya, lahat 'yon nalampasan niya. Lahat 'yon nalampasan niya pati yung mga election na marami sa mga kritiko ang nagsasabi na nagsasabi sa kanya na hindi niya kaya. You know, it, covering her during her sorties, my god, 18 hours talaga talaga 18 hours talaga siya guys nagtatrabaho kasi 18 hours din ako nagsusulat at nagko-cover <laughs> sa kanya. Wala rin talaga akong tulog pero I mean covering her on the ground she's able to she's able to project strength eh, as a female leader but I think what her campaign needs to adjust are her ads, her air war because I don't think the the strong message about gobyernong tapat angat buhay sa angat buhay lahat is being translated into uh you know the the messages being aired on her advertisements. A lot of Filipinos do not go to these political rallies, right? They rely on what yeah. they see on TV, what they mm-hmm. hear on the radio, what they read on the newspaper. And if you're not able, kung hindi makakakeep up yung ads ni Lenny Robredo dun sa energy at galing niya sa mga speeches niya sa sorties, lalong magkakaproblema. Just some unsolicited advice to no, the campaign. Just to add to, to Lenny's, diba? parang she absolutely should not deviate from that. Kasi una sa lahat, siya naman yun eh. Parang, pipilitin mo na magbago siya. Pero, if you recall, back in 2016, one of the biggest zingers she had, uh, no one-liner na, to be fair, until now, parang iconic pa rin yun, di ba? The last uh, man standing is a woman, di ba? Just to highlight mm-hmm. the fact that, so siyempre, marami, actually, marami, marami kong pwedeng pagpilian yun, di ba? Kasi parang, you, a lot of the vice presidential candidates in 2016 were also Bicolano. Mm-hmm. So, ang dami mga ganun. Pero parang, 
Siyempre, yung pinaka-obvious doon is I'm, I'm in a sea of men and I'm the only female candidate here. So I just want to add na in 2016, now with the, with the, siguro with the advantage of hindi na ako nadadala ng mga sabi-sabi ng mga tao at like the daily kind of reportage, people were like very harsh towards Grace Poe in 2016. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, the narrative. Like, yeah. Kasi parang if, if people watching or listening mm-hmm. to this later on recall, diba, Grace Poe ran for president uh, but at first, uh, she was in much like the unity talks leading up to the 2022 mm-hmm. polls. Initially, parang she was in talks uh, with, she's not LP, but the, but the LP, the party in power then, parang we're talking to her, trying to convince her. Initially, parang search muna kung sino ba ang magiging standard bearer ng Liberal Party. Uh, it was between her or Marojas. And then eventually, when Marojas was endorsed na as the presidential candidate, par- or parang, I forget the exact timeline, but basically, um, when the talks faltered that si Marna talaga yung magiging standard bearer, Grace for, they tried to convince Grace to run for vice president also. And ito naman, hindi ako sure kung narrative lang ito sa mga hardcore liberal party then or hardcore na supporters ng liberal party. Pero there was always that narrative na ang selfish mo kasi. Parang ang selfish kasi ni Grace, bakit siya tumakbo? Ba't di na lang siya nag-slide down to vice president? I mean, not to say they, they're absolutely wrong na wrong strategy yun to slide down or whatever. Pero parang there are hints of, of like, you know, um, sexism right there. Na parang, yes. ano ba naman to? Parang bakit ka hindi naki, nakiisa? Bakit ka hindi nag-cooperate? So parang while I was covering like the whole crazy of 2016 then, it didn't quite register right away as like medyo misogynistic, medyo may pagka-sexist ata yung undertones ito. Pero parang now, six years later, like, wow, people were so harsh. And then, mm. parang, you know, may, may, may pasundot na ano eh, parang, okay, uh, I, I see, I see the undertones of, of this narrative na, you know. Our co-reporter, Ralph Rivas, published uh, a, a very good analysis of um, the image problem of Lenny Robredo at this point of the campaign. And meron ako dong new learning from him eh. Yung concepto ng glass cliff that only mm. women have to deal with. According to Ralph's article, shout out to Ralph, it's a phenomenon where women are placed in leadership roles when the yeah. risk of failure is highest. And, you know, mm-hmm. that, that applies to Grace Poe, that applies to, to Lenny Lobredo. Um, and for, for Lobredo in particular, yung tatlong election na tinakbuhan niya, hindi niya talaga yun pinag-ambisyonan, ba? And people were, have always doubted her precisely because um, she was thrust into the political spotlight um, and people people doubted that she has any skills to become a politician even because she's always been very low-key she's a very good alternative lawyer a very good development worker that is her passion but people didn't think that you know kaya niyang sikmurain yung politika pero look she's she's mm-hmm. running as president now obviously kaya kaya niyang sikmurain yung politika sa isang bansa na lahat yung mga pinakabastos at pinakamasasahol na kasinungalingan at kritisismo ay binato na sa kanya at sa mga sa mga anak niya. And I think you know this glass glass cliff concept I think you know UPA and and, and Bea can relate to this um, as well kasi when you're in a country like the Philippines you always have to work twice as hard when you're a woman like even if even if obviously yung skills wise mas magaling ka parang pakiramdam ko ba parang ang, there's little room for me for failure because mm. society will judge me more 
not because of my failure itself, but precisely because a woman made that failure. And and that's further magnified when you're a woman in a position of power, I believe. I can speaking imagine, of, like, if there are... Pol- eh, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Hindi, ano lang, parang speaking of strength and being a woman, diba, if you look at yung histories, political histories ni Sarah and ni Lenny, very different, eh, kasi si Sarah... I mean, even if she may project this image of strength, big bikes, status, parang, you know, punching people, her her political life has been, I mean, really, big picture, it's been a breeze. Because she's been in oh, power, super. she's the daughter of a very popular yeah. mayor and then president. And then, so parang, kind of power came easy to her. Like, she could just lift a finger, call yeah. up some calls, and because she's the daughter of Duterte, gets her way. But uh, compare mo naman dun sa story ni Lenny na, from the very start, it was an uphill battle, the balik like, nung vice presidential race in 2016. Walang may kanya, but slowly but surely yeah. she gained those numbers and won. Even as a cabinet member ni Duterte, she was eased out and then yeah, proving herself constantly, constantly, constantly until itong presidential race na nobody thought she would run because of her numbers. But lo and behold, here she is in second place. So parang for me, the buying strength. What what? How do you define strength? Because if you look at these two candidates, right? Parang I think one has been very comfortable for much of her life and the other really struggled. So, diba? Kaya na maging judge who, who embodies yeah. a strength, real strength. If anything, uh, 2022 will be the first like, major test for Sarah Duterte, I think. Because yeah, right. as, as Pia mentioned, diba? Parang when she ran for vice mayor, she ran under her father as, as the running mate of her father with the plan being tatakbo kang mayor kasi gagraduate na si Duterte at that time kasi term limit na siya. Um, and then succeeding elections then basically parang yung margins yung una siyang tumakbo parang the first the second the the first time she ran parang yung lamang ay 2000 ay la, hindi lamang sorry yung yung pinaka close sa kanya 2000 votes that's yung the next time naman 4000 so can you imagine how dominant that that like that makes you as a as a mayoralty aspirant, diba? So, ito, technically, it'll be her first talaga na parang you have serious contenders. But like, look at the numbers, right? Like, she has a huge advantage as a Duterte going into yeah. her first national election. So, ang hirap din i-compare kasi nga, sobrang iba yung circumstances din of their mm. entry into politics and the way they've experienced politics nga. Kay Lenny, 2013 pa lang, diba? Parang basically napilitan hindi man napilitan pero parang she had no choice but to step up kasi yeah. nakakabulo sa distrito niya at that time mhm saka dehado siya doon nakalaban niya doon mga Villafuerte well entrenched she was uh, interestingly she was up against the family matriarch Sinelli Villafuerte so it was a mm-hmm. woman versus woman thing right pero yun nga, that, that that's always been the narrative that of the political battles of Lenny Robled Robredo, lagi siyang dehado. But you know, I think time and time again, people will always underestimate her. Sometimes even her own supporters. But so mm-hmm. far, time and time again, she has proven them wrong. Wala kasi siyang inuurong ang laban. I think yun yung very clear and I think that indicates her strength eh. Kasi reg- despite all of, all of everything that's been thrown at her, she's still here, she still shows up, she still works her ass off on the campaign sorties. And I don't know how everybody in her campaign team, you know, is able to keep up keep with up. her. Because sometimes <laughs> there are days where I cannot, I cannot even keep up with her sometimes. Um, yeah. I mean, if that isn't strength, I don't know. I, I, I don't know, guys. Gusto ko na mag-zoom out din. Ah, go, go ahead, go ahead. 
Don't know go go No, because I wanted to zoom out lang. Because I recall in my very very brief stint at the house, um, mm-hmm. parang parang vis, parang parang mentally palang kino trying to point out ilan yung female legislators who do not come from dynasties. Parang sobrang limit mm-hmm. ang ang liit lang yes, ang liit na pool right. non, right? So parang mm-hmm. I mean not to invalidate, not to invalidate elected officials who do come from dynasties and who happen to be women. Pero parang, it also gives you a little insight, right? Na parang, were they elected because they, they, they are women or parang despite being a woman kasi nga, more than, you know, the the pitfalls and the misogyny hurled towards you being a woman, but at the end of the day, you're you're a member of a entrenched dynasty. Um, it doesn't matter yeah. who you really are as long as you carry that family name. So I'm just like, mm-hmm. inaalala ko yung kongresong yun. Parang bilang lang talaga yung, yung legislator na walang, na hindi entrenched political family ng galing. And often the ones who are given the posts sa house, very quickly lang, Pia, usually sila yung yeah. mga anak ng mga politiko or dahil dating speaker si daddy or si si mommy yeah. dating ganito uh, may position sa house sila din yung mga binibigyan in a way even if there are if even if they are good leaders in themselves mas nagkakaroon ng weight kasi may weight yung pangalan nila yung apelyido nila in, in this fine realization na napaka pervasive nga ng subtext na weak women are weak do you think something has been lost along the way? Because if we recall, like one of the most popular presidents, at least initially in their presidency, diba, was Corazon Aquino. And she was the first female president. And she came right after a dictator, you know, someone uh, who represented an iron fist, Kamao. Diba? But she parang came in with like um, parang democracy icon. And she she was a housewife. Wala siyang, like political background to speak of. But she won. And there was so much support around her. Talagang Philippines unified around her. And uh, she even had very strong endorsement power after that. Like, even yeah. after she was president, yeah. diba? Cory Magic. Parang, ano eh, she was really kind of even symbolized a certain period in her history, like, all by herself. Yes. That Times Magazine covers, etc. So, parang, since we've had such an affinity with a Cory Aquino figure, you would think na baka mawala na sana yung ganong kind of double standards or women leaders. But, yun nga eh, parang bumalik. Or, I don't know if it's always just been there, like, lurking in the background. Uh, what do you think happened? Or is this to do something not with her gender, but with, you know, simply the, the disillusionment with the whole yellow liberal party kind of um, thing that we're seeing now? I think halo-halo siya. Pero parang, baka rin kasi the fact that we elected back then our first female president, parang it put us in a, in, in a wrong place of comfort na, oh my God, guys, we have solved misogyny. I think that's also that was also an issue in the U.S., na nung na-elect na si Barack Obama, parang, oh my God, racism solved. But that's, not, but that's not the thing, right? Like, parang, you have this one person, one politician who you did put into power, pero parang yung systemic na misogyny, yung ingrained na misogyny sa society, parang hindi mo pa na, hindi pa na-address ng, ng buo. So parang, feel ako rin for me, medyo dangerous din sometimes to reduce discussion of like representation of women in politics to We've already had two female presidents. Eh. Parang, uh, mm. to add din, parang nga, iba yung circumstance, right? Of, of like, Cory was being whisked into power and then later on, GMA uh, being elected into power, right? Parang, I don't know. I, I, I'm not, I'm not an ex, quite an expert yet in, in discussions of, you know, like, uh, electoral politics and, and um, gender, gender politics. Pero parang, 
to, to me that's what that, that's what it reads as na parang we we assumed falsely na oh mm-hmm. we fixed it <laughs> we're good no we're not but in the greater scheme of things like kung parang kahit umangat pa yan ng 50-50 yung gender distribution sa let's say sa house pero parang isipin mo rin oh most of those are from dynasties though so like mm-hmm. you know Speaking of your two candidates, kasi may, di ba, may lumalabas na Rosa, Robredo, Sarah Tandem. And, um, you know, it's possible that VP Lenny could win as president and Sarah could win as VP. And in which case, we would have, like, the two top elected posts in the land going to two women. So, do you think, how would, would these two women work together based on what you know of them? Naalala ko tuloy. Naalala niyo yung 2016. May nilabas na picture of them having... Yeah. Ay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of hopeful souls uh, go back to that picture na, oh, parang pwede sila maging kaibigan. Parang yung, yung narinig ko after and, and during that time, hindi naman sila super, super, like, close talaga. Although marami silang points of intersection, like, it was Jesse Robredo, mm-hmm. I believe, who was DILG nung panuntok si Sarah nung, nung, oh, ano, nung okay. sheriff ata. Alam ko si, si, si Jesse Robredo yung nag, nag sumita kay, kay Sarah mm-hmm. nung time na. And, and actually, that meeting, if I'm not mistaken, was also because of the kaya natin factor kasi may may presence yung kaya natin sa Davao City. I don't know but but like even even the kahit ako iniisip ko ngayon handa ba yung Pilipinas magkaroon ng babae na president and vice president even that's kind mm. of misogynistic right like why would that even matter? <laughs> Bakit ko iniisip yon? Pero iniisip ko siya um may mm-hmm. internalized misogyny din ako kahit papaano, di ba? Tingin ko if magkakaroon tayo ng scenario where Lenny Robredo is the president and Sarah Duterte is the VP I've covered Lenny Robredo long enough to know that hindi niya hahayaan na yung ginawa sa kanya ng tatay ni Sarah, gagawin niya kay Sarah. That's probably the best revenge to Duterte as well, eh. Na para tinan mo, hindi ko gagawin sa anak mo yung ginawa mo sa akin. And I think that that's very, that's also quite telling of Lenny Robredo's character. And I hope that, you know, if she does win and Sarah does win, then she will stay true to her word na bibigyan niya na hindi niya i-ostracize yung vice president niya, if ever it won't be Senator Kiko Pangilinan. But of course, you know, we can never really tell eh. Kasi once you're the president, yeah. you can do anything eh. Right? Yeah. But you know, I, 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 I'm trying to remember who told this to me, but I think some of the local officials I've spoken to in Bicol, many of them actually do not, are not 100% backing Senator Kiko Pangilinan for VP, even if 100% sure sila kay Lenny. They're saying baka mas, baka mas may chance pa si Sarah. Not just because she's a Duterte, but because they're, say, some, uh, they're, they're saying that you know, the Philippines isn't ready to have a female-female uh, feminine leader. But because Sarah represents a kind of leadership uh, that's close to you know, very macho, then mas magiging palatable yung Lenny-Sarah for them. Which again points to our internalized misogyny. Because mm-hmm. they're be, they're supposed to be you know chosen by the people based on the merits of their track records mm-hmm. and their ability to, to, to lead to soft. make decisions. Eh. Not because of, yeah, not because whether they are soft or diba? <laughs> Parang nakaka-disappoint lang. Pero yun yung realidad eh. And these two women, they've had to deal with that all their lives. Pero Pia, naalala ko noong 2016, di ba, nung, um, nung biglang umusbong yung Dobredo, may ganong notion, di ba, na parang, oh, Lenny will temper Rodrigo. Parang ako, ako yeah. naman, as someone covering, parang ano to, gumagawa tayo ng sims na bahay. Parang nanay ta- parang, parang may ganong may ganong ding notion na parang itatemper niya. Eh parang hindi naman babysitter ng president yung vice president. Like, that's not how, 
the executive branch works in the Philippines. But I mean, then the new. But strangely enough, in that instance, like her femininity or her brand of being a woman worked for her. Because yung yung pag-imagine ng mga tao parang the 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 mother like Lenny Robredo as mother can temper the bastos um walang pakialam sa consequences image of one Rodrigo Duterte so uh, weird then in that way no yeah actually si John Neri, who's an rapper um editorial consultant and columnist here may meron siyang column eh, na parang a lot of Duterte voters in 2016 voted for Robredo for their vice president. So maraming DDS na actually dilawan din in, in, a, in a way. Yeah. And yun nga, because of this, parang, parang putting together different qualities na Duterte tough and then Lenny soft kuno, or parang malambing. Na parang voters really kind of identify with with their candidates based on the qualities they they embody or like they project. So yun na nga eh, parang for a woman, like, hindi naman necessarily na lahat ng women candidates malambing. Pero si Lenny talaga, I guess, espouses that kind of soft power. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it might work your advantage this time. I mean, who knows, di ba? Like, kasi faced with Marcos, right? A male candidate. Pero sinabihan din naman siya ni Duterte, as a weak leader, spoiled brat pa nga. So parang, mm-hmm. in a way, right? That kind of counters like the image of male as a strong candidate all the time. Like there are certain, you know, candidates na just because you're male doesn't mean like you're this tough, this toughy. At least mm-hmm. Duterte would like us to think so. Pero kasi yung weak leader criticism ni Duterte kay Marcos, parang it didn't stick naman eh, no? Parang, it, yeah. so, I mean, if, if, if Duterte had said, Robredo is a weak leader. Nako, all of our social media feeds would probably thinking ko ah. And again, it, it, it's it's gender. It all boils down to gender. Yeah, and here we can turn also our attention to yung Senate race kasi yun na nga, 7 out of 64, my gosh, that's such a tiny percentage of the whole are women. And if you look at the women, yung mga talagang top or yung kilalang names, diba? They're Like, for example, Risa Ontiveros attack, being faced with red tagging, yeah. disinformation online. We have uh, Samira Butok, who is a Muslim mm-hmm. woman fighting for, like, refugees and refugee rights. We have Dr. Mingita Padilla, diba? a doctor, mm-hmm. um, a woman, but also a doctor primarily, who wants to really parang, help with the pandemic response. So, pero, like, as, as uh, Bea pointed out, diba? Lauren Legarda dominating the race also. So, I know, eh, yeah. different strengths, eh. Yeah. And, and I guess Lauren also has a different brand to her, de ba? Parang environment, mm-hmm. and then, and but also like you can't discount the fact that she's been senator before. Mm-hmm. Like iba pa rin yung name recall ng ng isang oh. re-electionist compared to those who are attempting to enter the Senate. Parang and even Risa, parang pe- people might forget it was a struggle for her to be elected the first time. Like she yes. third time, second that she, time, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like it, yeah. it was very, it was an uphill climb for her to make it the first time. Snaalala ko if my memory serves me right, parang she also had to tweak her image several times in every election to mm-hmm. see kung and then finally nung third time kung magat nangarin yung messaging niya um, mm-hmm. during the 2016 elections. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, in the Senate race, it's really a name call thing most of the time. Unlike oh, yeah. the person in the DP, diba? Parang, minsan, a newbie, a relative newbie can make it yeah. good if you project certain qualities. So, yeah. you, parang, weirdly enough, mas madaling, mas madaling gumawa ng sarili mong pangalan. Yes. Kahit wala ka pang, 
kasi parang Duterte in 2016, right? And you have Scott Moreno now, who LCE palang galing, de, well, galing din kasi LCE to, to president yung pinoforsee nila na jump. Pero parang yung sa Senate kasi it's hard because it's also a crowded race. Tsaka ang hirap tumarget ng kalaban kasi ang dami na sinong tatargetin mo. Yung 1 to 5, yung di ba? Parang uh, mahirap din siya tansyain. Kaya, kaya rin sa Senate race, mas maraming mga stab old names na, bumab- na pumapasok. Either bumabalik or bagong pasok pero familiar name na sila to begin with. So ang laki talaga ng name recall sa Senate race. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, interestingly, si VP Lenny has to deal with you know, all these gendered criticisms of her. Pero pag tinignan mo naman yung, since we're talking about her Senate slate, dalawa lang din yung babae sa, sa Senate mm-hmm. slate niya. It's only uh, Senator Laila Dilima and Senator Risa Honteveros and both yeah. are re-electionists pa. So I think, you know, if you want to introduce reforms in our political system, then our leaders in power have to make conscious efforts to really put yeah. women at the fore. Subconscious kasi yung ating misogyny as a people. So even you are in a position of power, tulungan mo yung bayan to subconsciously make it regular for them to see women in positions of power. Uh, I remember when Trudeau first became Canadian Prime Minister, di ba? parang one of, one of the things that people praised him was how uh, gender inclusive yung kanyang cabinet. So maybe mm. in the future when the dynamics of the elections are different, our presidential candidates can have, you know, Senate slates where women are well represented, hindi lang dominated by men. We know, of course, the dynamics are quite complicated, di ba? Name recall, sino yung galing sa political dynasty, sino yung may pera, sino yung may ganyan. But we hope that there's going to be more a more conscious effort like that. And for our next president, kung babae man siya o lalaki man siya, sana mas maraming babae yung mabigyan ng posisyon sa gabinete. Para yung mga bata um, na nag-aaral, pwede na silang mangarap na, ah, pwede pala akong maging cabinet official, pwede pala akong maging senador, kasi napapanood ko sila sa TV, nababasa ko sila sa Rappler, nababa- nadidinig ko sila sa radyo. Kasi hanggat hindi na yun consciously ginagawa ng mga leader natin, hindi natin, hindi mababago yun eh, yung pagtingin sa babae na mahina at hindi kayang maging leader. Tsaka to add lang to what Mara said, no? parang bakit important ba na may babae, may may LGBT, may queer, may bakla sa, sa politics natin. Bukod sa yung literal representation, inspiring a future generation, no? may mga topics kasi that parang cisgendered men might not think of right away. Mm-hmm. Not practically their fault also. Pero uh, part of it also their fault. Pero parang by default, kunwari naalala ko nung KDP forum, presidential candidate presidential candidates forum, di ba? Parang wala nagtanong kunwari sa LGBTQ rights, wala nagtanong ng women's like reproductive health rights, wala, wala nagtanong nun kasi everyone who asked questions were men, right? So, um, that's also that's another thing that, that's another reason why it's important to encourage diversity in politics. And by diversity, yes. we mean women, uh, queer, queer people, and hopefully people who are from... Um, dynasties, parang mag-move on naman tayo doon. Pero gusto ko na i-bring up, no? kasi naalala ko to, nung hindi pa, nag, hindi pa nag-declare si Sarah, tumak- natatakbo siya as vice president, when uh, she went to Cebu for a party, pero may side meeting sila ni BBM noon. Siyempre, may buzz na noon, ah, okay, baka running mates yung dalawang to. Naalala ko, there was so much talk on my timeline about what she was wearing. Kasi parang, oh, parang, parang, 
I mean, it's fair. Like, sure, you can comment on anything you want, right? Pero parang napansin ko lang, parang ang daming comment na, oh my God, parang she's wearing dresses, is she trying to soften her image, etc., etc. And I'm thinking, like, I don't know if, if men get that same level of scrutiny over what they're wearing. I don't think No, they don't. No, yeah, I mean, syempre ngayon may reading na parang, oh, parang uh, Marcos Jr. is wearing uh, a silhouette that's reminiscent of the martial law era, etc., etc. Pero parang, I don't recall in 2016 people commenting on what Marcos's choice of outfit was. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, yeah. I don't think people even notice. I don't think people like, kay, kay Duterte parang, you rolled running joke. <laughs> running joke lang, pero hindi siya pinupunan na parang ano oh, ba naman or yan? Parang informative siya. Diba? Uh-huh. Tapos parang naalala ko nung time na yon. people were making comments na parang, oh, it's so fake of Sarah to wear a dress. It's so fake of her hey, to She wear. wears dresses naman before. Talaga. I know, and it's, and it's like, dati pa naman siya dress. Since when are women not allowed to wear what? Parang, so kung mag-pantsuit siya, Yun, yun, oh. yun lang yung acceptable. Parang bawal siya. I, I don't know. It's just, it's just weird to me. The, parang to add to the scrutiny of, of your capability, of, of what you say. Mm-hmm. May factor pang ganun. And then another thing, di ba parang you have to come out with proper makeup. But you shouldn't, yes. be, shouldn't be too much. Kasi too much. parang ano to, parang beauty pageant, pasintabi sa mga beauty queen. Parang alam mo yun, parang may, may, may ganun. And then the, another recent example obviously is, is Lenny's heel like i don't know why it was a big deal for people that she removed her heels tingin ko kasi yung yung society natin dito sa bansa parang tingin tuloy ng tao may ano ba parang power play din siya eh. may karapatan silang sabihin kung ano yung dapat suotin ng babae paano yung buhok uh, as if that has anything to do with you know their capabilities or whatever you know they can contribute to the table for vp lenny yung kanyang heels. Ang sakit-sakit kaya mag-heels. I mean, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, guys, for everyone commenting against VP Lenny for removing her heels after standing close to three hours, try nyo kayo mag-heels kahit 15 minutes, grabe papaltos na yung paan nyo. But, alam mo, it just goes to show na ang taas-taas ng standards ng society natin sa babae. Kasi yung mga bagay na hindi naman papansinin sa lalaki, laging pinapansin sa sa babae. Sinisip ko din, kung hindi nag-heal si VP Lenny nung debate, like, naka-flats lang siya, ano yun, ipupuntiriyahin din yun, ano ba yan? Parang yeah. hindi ka naman professional, hindi ka naman nag-power dress kahit papano man lang, right? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. Um, you know, when I used to cover the House of Representatives before I covered the Senate, uh, yung Senate kasi nag-cover ako doon, virtually lang, pero... There's always some congressman commenting about my makeup or my hair. And that, that's their attempt to try to avoid my questions, which they would never do even if I have male colleagues na talagang literally simpleng shirt at maong pants lang yung suot nila sa kongreso. And they never had to deal with those comments because they are men. Mm-hmm. And that's why women, we always have to work twice as hard as men. We always have to prove ourselves because that's how unfair the world is now. And so, ako, sana yung susunod na Pangulo ng Pilipinas, naiintindihan na kailangan baguhin yung kultura na yun kasi hindi siya, hindi siya maganda eh. It seeps into our everyday life so much that sometimes we forget we're also being misogynist against ourselves, which is really the biggest strategy because 
I do that to myself sometimes as well. Just to just to clarify, lang, ha, not to say that clothing has no meaning. Like clothing absolutely has meaning. The campaign corner, yes. palang. Si Isko Moreno, de ba choosing to come out in long sleeve barong? Like that's that's sending a message, right? You're portraying yourself. Yeah, presidential, ganon. But mm-hmm. like I'm talking lang about the feedback na mga tao. Na parang bakit mas parang bakit parang nininitpik natin? Bakit ano to? Mm-hmm. Yung to fashion show. Or parang, it's okay to appreciate outfits, I suppose, but it's just so weird to me, you know, that you would hear people saying, ano ba naman yan? Bakit siya nagtitress? Parang, <laughs> she wants to. I don't know. She, eh, maganda, she yung, eh, maganda yung dress. Bakit ba? <laughs> right. It, it, it's, it's, very, it's very strange. It's a very strange phenomenon, I think. And even, even sorry, just to extend, no? kahit sa sauna, kunwari, Diba? Mm. And I was guilty of this when I was a cub reporter. Para, what are you wearing, ma'am? Tapos parang narilis ko, pakailam. Pa, pa, may iba yeah. lang, parang, yeah. bakit, parang nasa-fetishize almost, or parang, diba, parang the, what the women wear. The men, not so much. Like, oh, they can wear a barong for all I care. Nala, sobrang weird ng barong mo, like, house speaker pa dalit. Yeah, well, yeah. At that point, I think he was aiming to have comments about his outfit. So, iba naman yun. Iba din yun na, ano, na, sorry, dagdag ko lang din. Parang, at the end of the day, parang, I think Rappler has a study on this, di ba, na yung attacks online are also mm-hmm. very gendered. Like, iba yeah, yung, iba yung, iba yung atake sa babae online. And, and this isn't just something that Rappler discovered. Like, I believe there was a study in the US naman concerning sports reporters na babae mm-hmm. na very gendered din yung, at iba yung atake sa babaeng sports journalist compared sa lalaking sports journalist. Like, you have, may, may, may halo ng rape threats, di ba, parang may halo ng kung ano-anong mga gendered na mga atake. So parang, it's certainly not unique to us, but I think it's a little more, you know, nararamdaman mo siya especially during the elections nga. There are super different standards sometimes for the male and for the women and men running for office. Naalala ko din nung in the Duterte admin when Duterte commented on how short VP Lenny's skirt was in one cabinet meeting. Oh yeah. Parang, oh, parang para sa akin as a woman covering him, like, how can you even like say that on national TV, you know, right. as president? Na in a room full of men. People thought it was funny, no? Yeah, yeah. And I remember even CVP Lenny tried to kind of not make a big deal out of it because parang, she didn't yeah. also want to ruffle feathers at the time. But but yeah. really, it was, it was such a low thing to say, diba, na, for Duterte to say that. And talagang, that's why medyo, ano, eh, parang we, a lot of us also really want VP Lenny to be that that politician who will fight that misogyny. Because who else will, right? Who else will na so so close to the top of it? And speaking mm-hmm. alang din of um, women's issues, kasi ko lang din highlight yung kanida si Lisa Miraguto kasi, you know, she's like a woman also in the Muslim minority, right? So she's fighting to many, more than one double standard. And I really remember in her, when I interviewed her for Rapper Talk, when she was talking about yung refugee law niya, she was saying that yeah. things like water, sanitation in a refugee camp, mas kailangan ng mothers, women, and, and children because women have menstruation. And in, in, the, in the refugee camps, right? In the evacuation camps, kung walang tubig, Correct. It's, it's doubly hard for women with menstruation. So talagang totoo yun na the little things that men will never yeah. think of, right? Even downplay, like menstruation, <laughs> menstruation. But women candidates, you know, right there making policies would have the power to address those issues yeah. that really are so foundational to women and their quality of life. Oh, hindi nila isipin yun. Pero marami yung tao na parang, parang don't even think of that eh. When, you know, yeah. like, menstruation is such a, di ba, like, reproductive reproductive health. Pero hindi naman pinag-uusapan yung mga ganun. So, yeah, we parang should definitely... Parang hindi sa priority. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. hindi siya, really, it's out of their minds. Almost. Hindi nag-occur sa kanila. <laughs> Literally can't Until a woman so. points it out. That's why we need, mm-hmm. we, yeah. that's why we need women at the table. Kasi men will never think of it. Right? Because they never oh, go through it. Every day. Absolutely. Yep. Okay, so hopefully itong discussion natin, baka hopefully may nakinig na mga tao na, you know, like, fighting their own misogyny like even us but we are, are also fighting our own internalized misogyny and we really hope that this women's month you don't forget that there is such a phenomenon and that this elections diba, we think also of women's rights and what really how we perceive women and how this affects our politics so maraming salamat sa mga nakinig today and uh see you in the next episode of campaign contest goodbye hi it's p renada again for this episode's End I Quote segment, here's Maris Apeda's interview with political science professor Jean Encinas Franco on January 28 about how Filipinos view female politicians. I think that is the effect of this administration belittling him for the past six, her for the past six years because of her being a woman. Mm-hmm. Now, it doesn't help the fact that Lenny is not your typical what we call this uh, female candidate, no? If you look at Macapagal Arroyo and Miriam Defensor Santiago, two people who have sort of uh, captured the, the nation's imagination, two female candidates, two female politicians who, who I, I argue captured the nation's uh, attention. I think their uh, strength was the fact that people saw their feistiness. Because uh, I think it also still boils down to the fact that very masculinist yung idea ng Filipinos and for that matter most countries in the world about leaders, about political leaders specifically. And so that even female candidates, they tend to judge them based on the lens of uh masculinist ideals of uh, of a leader thanks for listening to campaign convos till next week